You're like, it is me. <laughs> it's me. I'm like, oh, shit. She's like, where did you learn this from? I learned it from you. <laughs> and then she just, she never she cursed, did. man. She barely ever. I've heard her use the word damn like once. <laughs> Seriously. Really? That's yeah. rough. Like, yeah, she doesn't curse. She'd get mad if you ate her Kit Kat, so. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess spank before we could get a cursing, mm-hmm. man. Like, yeah. All right, uh, today's episode, we're excited because uh, it's sponsored by Merrick and uh, Merrick Health. It's uh, our first, oh wait, has I got the wrong one? <laughs> <laughs> Piedmontese. All right, so uh, apparently I got the wrong ad card in front of me over here. It happens. Today's episode is brought to you by Piedmontese. You guys know how much we love Piedmontese. We're mm-hmm. eating that shit all the time. Yep. Eating lots of meat all the time. I had three steaks. I had two steaks yesterday. I always have like two to three steaks a day. I cooked up so much meat on 4th of July. It was amazing. Lots of burgers, lots of Piedmontese mm-hmm. hot dogs, and we ate the shit out of those things. We oh. ate them all and not one A-yo to be had the entire day because the three of us, we kept cutting up the hot dogs. Chopped up the hot dogs. Chopped That's up the, the way hot you do dogs, it. ate them, and had a blast. And I could, I was like really pumped. I was trying to uh, chestnut. I forgot his name. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. I was going to Joey Chestnut those hot dogs, and I couldn't. I had two, and I was stuffed. So that was. I think yeah. he ate like 76 of them. I'm, he did? I think so. How many? Oh, he must have eaten a lot, actually, though. Could you imagine if they used Piedmontese hot dogs instead of whatever that other oh, brand yeah, is? It wouldn't make it very far. They'd yeah. be like, oh, New World rec- Record 10. Like, Wait, <laughs> right. what? Hold on. Anyways, uh, Piedmontese.com. Uh, it's P I E D M O N T E S E dot com at checkout. Enter promo code Power Project for ten percent off your order, and if you're or ten percent, twenty five percent off your order, and if your order is ninety nine dollars or more, you get free two day shipping. Uh, check out the Power Project Deluxe Bundle that has an entire array of lean meats, uh, fatty meats, and the best tasting meats that you're ever gonna have. Again, Piedmontese dot com. Links down in the description below, as well as the podcast show notes. Mm. I can't stand losing. I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. Can't stand it. Yeah, it sucks. You any good at losing? Um, e- that's, a, that's, a, you, that's a bad question to ask. <laughs> you good at losing? Yes. Because you do it so often. You do it so much. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, you know one thing that I, a saying that I, I don't necessarily agree with is um, you don't ever lose, you learn. Hmm. Now, now, I agree with an aspect of the statement because uh, I believe that you should learn from loss. But if you lose, understand that you just fucking lost. You lost. Don't. There's no two ways around it. If you got a silver or a bronze medal, you lost. <laughs> you didn't get first. Okay. So, like, understand. I, I think the saying should be: If you lose, you better learn. <laughs> You know, because like you got no choice, you have no mm-hmm. choice but to learn. I think we should switch that up a little bit. I wonder also, too, is there anything wrong with being a sore loser? I mean, because like you just mentioned, uh, should I love it? <laughs> Want to lose? Wow, that was great. Hey, <laughs> super cool. I got my ass kicked. It was awesome. I wish. Yeah, I could. there's definitely not. You shouldn't do that. But you also can't. This is going to I don't think in SEMA was born yet. You can't be like Zab Judah getting mm. getting knocked out and then attacking the uh the the ref thinking mm. that it was his fault for calling the fight wow do you remember that i i remember hearing about it yeah dude uh, so just real quick he just like, like knocked like silly right he got knocked silly he tried to get up that, and yeah. he's like twitching in the air he falls down ref calls it and he's like dude i'm fine and he like goes and puts his uh his fist to his throat it was bad but it's like <laughs> 
bruh, like you totally lost. Mm. So I think you can't be that either. <laughs> I think, uh, I think sometimes there's things that we fail at, you know, um, a, a loss is like, um, you know, you might lose somebody, right? Somebody might die, right? You, you have a loss that way, right? And there's things that could be learned in that. And there's things, and there's different ways of looking at that. You can have, you can gain different perspective on that. You can, you can um, be very sad. You can be very emotional about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can say, you know what? I'm going to learn from the way that they lived. And I'm going to take this opportunity to, um, uh, to memorialize this person. I'm going to have this person's, this person's good attributes. So I'm going to have those things live through me. And I've dealt with a lot of loss in my life. And that's, so that's the way that I've chosen to kind of carry those things on. Like rather than sit around and just be sad about it all the time. Uh, I choose to just think, oh, what are some great characteristics that my brother had? What are some good characteristics that my mom had? I'll just honor them by having those things uh, live on for me. And you can learn from any sort of loss or any sort of failure, whether it's your business or your life uh, or anything. So I think that's what people are trying to say when they're saying, like, you should try to turn that loss uh, into learning. But at the same time, you're right. You fucking lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it, it's also interesting when you look at uh like powerlifting, especially at the highest levels, because some people you know that your total is not going to meet the the guy that's the the first in the weight class, right, or the, mm-hmm. the top guy in the weight class, right. You know that your total is not going to meet his. So maybe your goal is to get third, or maybe your goal is to get second, mm-hmm. just because of the nature of the sport. Um, I do find that interesting. But let me ask you this: What do you think as far as athletically what would be one of your most or or one of the athletic losses that you uh, remember the most and what do you think at the time were you able to learn from that immediately like did you take did you take actions to learn from it or did it really just affect you and affect your your athletic career negatively how'd you handle it uh you know there's been many over (laughs) the years uh in terms of athletics um you know i when I, when I played football, we lost a, a, a state playoff game. And that was extremely frustrating because before that time, uh, they didn't have any state playoff games. And our team would do really, really well every year. And we'd always talk trash. We're always like, if we get an opportunity to play any of these other teams, we would kick their asses because we'd hear about who like won the state championship, even though they didn't have like a championship game. It was actually mm. really weird. I don't know why they didn't have it. They just kind of ranked you based off of your... Uh, how you did that season anyway we had an opportunity to play in a playoff game and we lost and uh, i was super frustrated by that but i remember i was like you know what i would like to figure out how to be more in control of like my own opportunities like i don't want to be on like a team necessarily and i don't want to be like involved in in some shit where i got to worry about how fast this other guy is or i got to worry about this guy whether he paid attention when we went over the game plan you know it was really frustrating so my learn from that loss was i would rather rely just on myself than to have to rely on a lot of other people hmm that that's that's a really that's a really interesting one i think uh it's interesting because like did you take that transition to be the transition to doing a lifting sport as your primary athletic focus that's what i always loved about powerlifting. yeah it's like just me versus these weights and no one else is responsible for it uh no one else can really interfere with it it's uh it's my time you know i can put as much time into it as i want i can gain control of it uh in however deep i want to go into it uh, it's my choice Mm, I, I like that a lot. I think um, one thing that 
I think this is one thing that kind of had me, I've been an athlete my whole life, played soccer my whole life. So it was a sport where it's very, you, you know, when you win, you know, when you lose, if you score more points than the other team, you win. If you score less points than the other team, you lose. When I got into bodybuilding, it was very interesting because there were some shows that I did that it was very obvious that I, I did a show in Canada where I brought the pictures back to like the head of the organization, the whole organization. He's like, I don't know what happened here. Mm. Like this, because a Canadian ended up winning that show. But he's like, I don't know what happened here. But Controversy. <laughs> like, yeah, right? <laughs> so I, I did that show. And the, there was like other situations where I was like, this, this shit's kind of, I don't like it. I don't mm. like leaving my the my judgment up to a panel of people that can say this person looks better or this person looks better. I don't like leaving that up to people. Right. So when I started jujitsu, I liked that because it was like you versus this person. If you tap, you lose. And if they, if like, there's really no leaving anything to the judges. It's actually, are you better? Are you worse? on the day but it does happen in jujitsu where people still like kind of pull on each other's gi the whole time and mm. and they, they do it one points they do yeah. like one sweep or something and they they win right but still in that situation they played the point game yeah better they than still you. yeah yeah right, right right like in my last tournament i got third in um my weight class which is the absolute and then i also got my third in my weight class and i got third in the absolute right and in my in my second match in my weight class I lost. I actually got tapped. It's been a long time since I got tapped in competition, but I, I saw what I did wrong. I sent that video to a few people and like, I knew immediately what I did wrong in that. So I was like, fuck, that's stupid. That was a dumb thing for me to do, but I analyzed it. Right. Um, but in the absolutes, I had a first match, which I won and I had a second match, which I won. And then my third match, I lost by points. But after that tournament, my goal in that tournament was not to go and get third in both. Like for me, that was a loss. Like mm-hmm. that is a loss for me. Um, but I, I was very happy with where my mind went because immediately after the loss, I didn't necessarily, I didn't feel good. I felt extremely angry, mm-hmm. like just, just, I was simmering, but my mind immediately went to, okay, what can I do? So this doesn't happen again, or so I don't lose in this fashion again. What did I do wrong in each of these matches? Like the, the match that I lost by points, we talked about it. I actually went to that guy after the match because he was tired. I went to him. I was like, because he's been rolling like 15 years. I was like, all right, dude, what do you, what, and this might not be the thing you want to do and everything because it, it, it can seem somewhat shameful, but I really wanted to know when you were going against me, what do you think I was doing wrong? And he told me, and you know what? When I look back at the match, he was right. You know, he was right. But I also managed to find a win within the tournament. Um, my second match in that in in uh, in the absolutes was against a guy named Hiron Gracie. And Hiron Gracie is the top purple belt in the world in the world. Um, he also he he he's been rolling for like 15 or 16 years. Mm. And like, yeah, by the last name, this dude is one of the Gracie's. He's Ryan Gracie's son, who I believe um, I don't know. Ryan is Helio's son, but he, he rolls with Roger a lot and he mm-hmm. rolls with a lot of the top guys and I managed to tap him. So I found a win within that. That was like, okay, I feel good about where I am, but I also was able to analyze where my mistakes were. Yeah. It's important to find, you find a victory, you know, kind of within some of these losses. And I think the worst thing that you can do is have the loss kind of turn you into a loser or turn you mm-hmm. into having this mindset that, um, it was the judge's fault. It was, you know, like that wasn't the end of your bodybuilding career when you lost in Canada. No, 
you didn't stop pursuing it. You weren't like, oh, well, this sport is stupid and I worked really hard, uh, but I got screwed over because of politics or whatever you want to say about it. Yeah. You took your own responsibility. You're like, you know what? I, okay, well, that happened. Uh, who knows why it happened? Maybe it was, maybe they did want to hand a trophy to somebody else. Uh, but also, you know what? I'm just going to work on getting better. Come back un- even more undeniable next time. So it looks egregious. <laughs> right. So that way it's, uh, it's not up to the judges. It's not up to anybody else's, uh, interpretation and for me that i always love that about powerlifting but when it comes to business you know i've had many different situations that have happened um that i can look at and and even with lifting i mean tearing my pec i tore my pec three times that's a loss right i mean that's a like i'm trying to lift the weight and i tore my pec um i failed at, at that particular attempt but it also resulted in me creating the slingshot, which changed my life forever and built a company and did a lot of great things for me. So, you know, these these losses that we have, I think you can actually you can actually interpret them as like fuel because they can really be some really good dose of like medicine for you. Like, oh, shit, this is going to. OK, I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't execute on that the way that I wanted to. But now watch what I can do. Like, I still want to show the world, like, what I can do. So, yeah, I did lose on that. I wasn't able to pull through on that. But now watch what I'm going to do. That's exactly what it is for me. So after eighth grade, I pretty much stopped competing in anything. Um, I loved basketball. But um, what happened? I, I didn't have the grades in ninth grade. Or- Fuck, something happened with grades and then I just lost interest because everyone got way bigger, faster, Mm. stronger than me. Um, But that's where all of this started. That's where I started losing. So I can, you know, go back to being a young teenager and being like, well, fuck, they're all better than me. So I'm not even going to try. But Mm -hmm. that mindset of, you know, having that followed me all the way through my 20s into my early 30s until I finally got here. And I used all that fuel, like Mark just said, to now be on the other side of things. So, like, I would look at guys less in less better shape than where I am right now mm-hmm. and be like, oh, he's got better genetics. Um, maybe he's taking stuff, whatever it might be, and just blaming bad genetics, uh, blaming everyone but myself and really just kind of being a fuck just being a loser for real it's like straight up and down just a straight loser because i believed that mm-hmm. and then now being on the other side like i guess the biggest learn i got from being a loser like that was like well shit no like actually you can you know kind of put things together and you can make it out the other side you can use this all as fuel you know whatever your dad said when you were a kid you can turn that around as fuel you don't have to cower away from it all which is what i believed to be the case for me all the time was like everyone's bigger faster stronger so i'm not even going to try whereas now it's like well okay they might be ahead of you right now but just wait like have patience and work at it and then that's when things can really start to happen get the continued work and you have no like there really is no other choice there are a lot of individuals that are athletes that are listening in right Uh, and if you do a sport you you really uh, if if you have a loss you have no choice but to number one are you going to figure out a way to improve? It doesn't mean that the next time you compete, you're going to win. But can you can you do something from that? Can you take something from that that's going to allow you to excel? Or are you going to just either quit or just stop? Because I've seen people that have like they they've 
done some comp like they, they did one competition as far as jujitsu or actually two there's someone I'm, I'm thinking of specifically and then from that point they decided never to compete again mm-hmm. it's not that they got injured or anything it's just the competition and losing just hit them so hard that they're like i'm just not going to compete anymore i'm just going to practice it but i'm not going to compete anymore and maybe that might be the correct thing but i i feel like if you're in a sport and you have the ability to maybe do some type of comp like competition I think it's beneficial for everybody. I feel like it's beneficial to put yourself in the ring and challenge yourself and kind of maybe see where you are. I know that not everyone like plans on taking it to the next athletic level or anything, but if you do feel like it's something that you like, whether it's powerlifting, whether it's, you know, going on stage for bodybuilding um, or whatever it is, there is, there is something that you learn from going into competition and it's very, very different. It's not the same as just going into the gym and training. It's, it, it, puts a, a different level of uh, importance behind it for yeah. yourself. Well, it's amazing because you think that you're going to win, right? <laughs> you don't, you don't think that you're going to lose. Um, you, you believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, and this is where I think you got to be careful with like expectations. I mean, you, you should be kind of expecting just about anything to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get your ass kicked on any day. Uh, you can lose on any day against the white belt against anybody i mean just why not just why not just be uh, open to the fact that just about anything can happen and then that way uh you're prepared for you know somebody uh maybe bringing it in a way that you weren't expecting you're like oh shit like i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know that was going to happen that way but it's an amazing thing because you believe in yourself you're like i'm going to compete in this sport or i'm going to compete against these this team or these other people and then your belief is shown flat out that your belief was wrong shattered your belief wasn't wasn't correct and now i think you end up with a situation where you have an opportunity to prove yourself to yourself and you have an awesome opportunity to improve yourself for yourself and not necessarily for anybody else i really admire that when i see it happen in like mma because i'm like how does that happen Mm -hmm. how do you get your ass kicked by somebody i know sometimes every once in a while somebody sneaks in a punch or something and somebody gets somebody in compromised position or whatever but like sometimes somebody will just get like mopped up like they just get just destroyed they're getting picked up and thrown around and like you're like holy shit and that same guy, whether he wins or loses, uh, still comes back again to fight the guy again. And you're like, how did he do that after he just got destroyed so bad? Like mm. it, at that point, I mean, it doesn't really matter a ton on whether the guy's able to win. I'm just sitting there applauding it, going like, I don't think I would try that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be crazy enough because, again, it is kind of shattering your belief system. But I think the key factor is to be composed and to uh, understand what this loss could potentially teach you. It can help you gain access to um, things you otherwise wouldn't, you wouldn't examine. You wouldn't examine these things. If you did, if you won all the time, you wouldn't really look into anything. You would just be like, Oh, everything's fine, man. um, So it was, it was 2017. Uh, I, I did IBJJF worlds. I think it was 2017 or 16, one of the two, but I did white belt worlds. Uh, that was a white belt at the time. And going in, I, like, I was thinking that, okay, as a white belt, I'm, I have a pretty good shot at this. I'm, I'm pretty okay. I lost my first match and I lost my first match because we were stuck in a standing battle. The videos on YouTube. Um, and, uh, I left, I was mad cause I paid money, paid for an Airbnb to be there for a few days. 
and I only had one match and I was out. Right. And from there, because of what happened right there, I was like, I have to restructure everything about how I go about this. Big guys usually don't play guard. Let me start playing guard like a little guy. Let me start like doing things that big guys don't usually do. And that transformed the whole way that I went about the martial art because I took that and I just, just made an absolute pivot. I think if there's anything anyone can learn to do, it's really analyze whatever you, you lost at, whether it's something in business, whether it's something from a relationship. Holy crap. I learned so much for like after my last relationship, mm-hmm. I learned so much. I don't regret any of it because it has quite literally changed the way I'm going about life these days. Right. And I, I don't look back then. I'm like, oh, I wish this happened. Wish this. No, I learned. Right. So I think just take whatever loss happens, learn from it and make sure not to it. You might athletically, you might lose again, mm-hmm. but it might not be in the same way. And yeah. you might learn something else from that loss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything happens for a reason. You hear that a lot. Um, sometimes it's usually, you know, somebody yeah. loses somebody and it's like, no, everything happens for a reason, whatever. Like it's never easy to say that, especially in a competitive you know genre it's like like what the fuck like no i worked my ass off and this guy just got lucky clocked me and you know that was it but no exactly you're absolutely right and then using the relationship um you know uh scenarios so damn true i know for myself personally like for what i learned from my divorce whoo dude that set me up so much better now oh me you know it's it's uh but it is hard in the moment it is to look at it that way and be like, hmm, let me see what I could learn mm-hmm. <laughs> in this shitty situation. But you actually can. And another thing is don't focus on the other, like not, not just relationship. And then like, if you, if you lost a match or something, don't say, oh, he only won because of this, or he mm. only won because of this in a relationship. Well, all this happened because she did this or mm-hmm. he did this and whatever. Analyze yourself and the decisions that you made and what you did. Yes extreme and ownership extreme ownership man <laughs> sometimes shit that. just doesn't work out that's true i mean <laughs> yeah. sometimes shit literally doesn't work out you prepare for this uh wrestling match you you train and train and train and train and you go to do a double leg on the guy and your knee blows out <laughs> like sometimes shit just doesn't work out you meet somebody that you think is uh going to be that person that's they're going to be in your life for the next 10 years 20 years maybe the rest of your life sometimes it just doesn't work out sometimes people um people literally can like grow apart yeah. you know people can literally just start having um different opinions and different thoughts i mean who you are at 20 mm. i mean this is a whole nother podcast but, <laughs> uh marriage is like just a ridiculous proposal in the first place it's yeah wild for people to you know to, for you to think that you're the same when you're in your 20s that you're going to be the same when you're in your 50s is just kind of silly kind of crazy and i guess it's pretty well yeah it's working out it's working out but sometimes it just doesn't work out Mm -hmm. right (laughs) but you know i think um some other losses that i've had you know when it comes to uh business and things like that you know i've had situations happen in business where it seems like we're really really fucked it seems like we're really screwed um it seems like our back is really against the wall Every time it's been a great learning experience. Every time it's been like, okay, well, it's there. There has been a couple situations that like they just sucked, and that actually is good too. Like I, I've mentioned this many times on the show, being being a professional wrestler and being around some of these just really really high level athletes was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, 
I didn't, I didn't like overly think crazy highly of myself or anything. But like when I got around those guys, that really humbled me a lot. Cause I was like, man, I thought I was like pretty good at some of this. I'm like, I'm not that, you know, I got, not that I wasn't that good. I was like, I have a lot more work to do and it made me hungrier to pursue it and to do more work. But I wouldn't have became the power lifter that I did. I wouldn't have became the person that I did in fitness if it wasn't for all those things. And those things were things at the time. That's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional wrestler Mm -hmm. and it didn't, it didn't work out. I, I uh, worked at it. I spent a lot of time doing it. Um, But nearly every day was a loss when I was like, I can't talk like that guy. I'm like, I can't figure out how to do shit like that guy. I can't do a promo like him. I can't jump on the top rope the way that guy does. It was just a real kick in the balls because these were like, you know, just alpha males at the absolute highest level. And these aren't, you know, professional wrestling is interesting because these are guys that are coming in from, you know, division one football. Some of them are former NFL players. Some of them are former uh, NC2A uh, athletes uh, that, that wrestled at a high level. I mean, these are like mutants. These are like real, real freaks. So that was really beneficial for me. Like, Hey, you know what, Mark, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to find your own way. And, and this isn't the way. Mm. No, that's that. That's, that's, I think a big thing there is that when you, especially like when you're starting something new, I think it's, it's, it's one thing because a lot of people think that they need to be entering something and they should be good or they at least should be at, at, at the mid level or something. Right. Um, I started jujitsu. I, I had all the videos on my YouTube channel where I got my ass beat by my training partners. And it was, that was, I, I didn't, when I, when that was happening, it's not like I was like, I have some innate talent for this, or I should be better at this. That being put in your place is part of the process and need to be okay with being put in your place because yeah, that's where you are now, but understand that you can get better. I think that a lot of people think that they should be good at something already or that they should be talented. And that's the thing that kind of makes them either quit or, and sometimes maybe you realize that that thing isn't for you. That is good to, to, to self-actualize and be like, okay, maybe me being five foot two trying to play professional basketball. Maybe I should just do this as a hobby. Okay. Maybe, but with a lot of things, you got to give yourself the time and you got to give yourself the patience to learn, to get good, to get to that level. Cause all those guys, a majority of them, you know, they maybe have been practicing a lot of stuff as far as speaking and all of this. And it took them time. It'll, it'll be the same for you. I, uh, you know, with, with this business, we had uh, an issue where our knee sleeves were ripping. And I was like, I tested a lot of these knee sleeves. I don't know what happened. But anyway, there was some sort of miscommunication between the actual prototypes that we tested and the actual finished product. Mm -hmm. And it turned out the actual finished product was not good. (laughs) And uh, I was kind of, at first I was like, there's no way. Like, like, you know, we, we check, we check these, you know? So then I went to check some that were from the batch that people were talking about. And I went to put them on and sure enough, they ripped. I was like, Oh my God, you know, what are we going to do about this? So, there's these situations that happen where you're like, Oh my God, like we're totally screwed. But what I learned from that is that contact and communication with the customer is the greatest opportunity to make things better for them. And to turn that angry customer, that customer's pissed. Mm. They spent 60 bucks. Like they're all hyped up. They thought they were going to like get their squats. in. I mean, they're mad. Cause like, they're mad when it comes on Wednesday and they were, you know, squatting on Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> so now they're really pissed that the knee sleeve like ripped. Yeah. They were like planning their workouts around this. There's a lot mm-hmm. of planning that goes on with this, you know, so they were really, really frustrated mm-hmm. and rightfully so. 
And so when that happened, I just said, okay, well, let's, how do we make it right with each and every customer individually? Let's call these people up, like physically call them up, which a lot of times you just get email, right? Let's go a step above and beyond. So call them up, find out exactly what they want. What do you want to do? Like some of them weren't like, well, I don't want the same knee sleeves again. So I don't want the same thing to happen. And so we just made it right with each person individually. But a lot of those customers, uh, not only did they come back, they came back again and again, and they told their friends and stuff. They, they would tell them, hey, you know, I bought knee sleeves from these guys. It was really fucked up, but they made the situation right. So you can turn a lot of these losses uh, into something more productive. Just try to do your best to make sure it doesn't turn you into a loser and into having a kind of broken mindset. Yeah. And I think, so I, I didn't know that story, but I mean, I was here for the IPF stuff when it was kind of like a, I don't remember exactly what happened, but like our X sleeves were approved and then they weren't approved or something mm -hmm. happened. And internally we were like what the heck like we were like oh my god what are we gonna do and mark's like eh, here's what we're gonna do <laughs> and basically everybody that you know bought the sleeves i forgot what happened basically everyone got the the ipf approved sleeve after right. for free mm, and right. i was just like whoa mark are you like they really? got to keep the sleeves that they already had yeah which were great knee sleeves but they just weren't approved by the ipf mm -hmm. we made other knee sleeves and then you know resent re those out to mm -hmm. them too and yeah. I'm sure that did the exact same thing. Everyone's like, oh, I went from, I don't want to say hating, but went from like really being upset mm -hmm. to like, wow, they did that. Holy shit. So yeah, that talk about an opportunity, you know, to, you know, please the customer is like, wow, by, <laughs> unfortunately by upsetting them, you know, we were able to like really, really go above and beyond, which was kind of awesome. And in terms of like lifting, you know, um, you're not going to get to the numbers that you want to get to without having some missteps here and there, without missing a weight here and there, uh, without learning, you know, and, and what the most valuable thing that I learned and I carry this with me on into everything is that doing like a full on max out or trying to go a hundred percent, uh, on anything, um, while it might seem like a great idea at the time, it's usually just not in your best. It's not in your best interest. It really, it really, really isn't. And I know that that is a a sexy thing to like chase or go after, but you want to just, you know. So what I've what I've learned more than anything over the years is from missing weights. Uh, I've learned that don't even get yourself into a situation where you're going to miss the weight. You want to push hard and you want to work hard and you, you want to have a good effort and you want the intensity to be good and stuff like that. But you will be stronger for a longer period of time and you'll be way more successful just by brushing up against uh, a failed weight rather than like failing with the weight all the time. If you fail from it all the time, and it's an interesting thing about lifting. If you fail with the weight all the time, it's very, very difficult difficult to get better or stronger at that particular lift. Shoot, I think we I think we killed it. It's done. It's dead. I we think killed it. Murdered I think it. they get it. I think we murked this. It's murked. in the grave. I think Andrew should take us on out of here then. I will. Shout out to everyone on the live chat. Appreciate you guys checking in. Uh, huge shout out and thank you to Piedmontese for sponsoring today's episode. Again, Piedmontese.com, promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off at checkout. Uh, links down in the description below as well as the podcast show notes. Please follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and Seema. Where are you at? And Seema Yang on Instagram and YouTube and Seema Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. And we're going to be back. So if you've been live, 
We'll be back. We're going to be back? I think we're going to be You think we're going to oh be my back? God. Like Terminator? We'll yeah. be back. I'll be back. There I can't you. do a good Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I'm Matt Mark <laughs> Smelly Bell. Strength is never weak this week. It's never strength. Catch you guys later. <laughs>